I had an idea that we could do a podcast. Uh, Jess is incredibly clever. She's a wordsmith and a good friend, witty. And I like her. I like spending time with her. So I was like, do you know what we should do, Jess? We should do a podcast. And we'll base it on, uh, I've got this handbag here and it's full of stimulus, just brimming with stuff. Let's talk about some things like our day-to-day -day crud that we carry around. And you know what? You'd be brilliant at this. Jess wrote back, I'm going to summarise it briefly, just basically, no. <laughs> I'm not interested, this makes me scared, I, I'm not interested in playing your silly games, I'm, a, I'm an important and professional person, I have a job, I have a family to support, I don't want And to... yet, here I am. <laughs> I don't like to dally. This is Handbags at Dawn, where loose lips, nip slips and quick quips are the order of the day. Hosted by the Girls About Waitrose, Jessica Johnson and Charlotte Edmonds. I'm a mother of two and TV executive with 10 years experience on big entertainment shows. Didn't you used to work for Simon Cowell? Jess, you know how I hate talking about that. I'm a journalist and writer, starting out on the Telegraph and Sunday Times before moving into the realms of the fabulous in fashion, but it didn't change me. Are you wearing a peacock? I am. Likes? Worrying about things. Dislikes? Being rational. Hobbies? Faffing. Aimlessly. For hours. Wasting. Hours of precious time. So this is how the show works. We pull an item out of the handbag and must discuss it or things it makes us think about until we've all decided we've run out of steam or that it's causing too much tension. No hooliganism will be tolerated and I'm looking at you Jess here. We'll talk about this thing until we're interrupted by a sound well known to stop women in their tracks. Like, excuse me, are you a model? Which has happened never. Think of Handbags at Dawn as part review show, part social commentary and part excuse to have a good old gossip with a very dear friend. This is the one where we admit to being food hypocrites, wobble on fashion's knife edge, and worry about Ellie Goulding's boobs. Woo! Now rising like a phoenix from the ashes, it's the handbag of detritus. Okay, exciting. So Jess, I'm going to give you the honour of the first fumble. Um, I'm going to put the handbag of crud on our desk. Have a little feel around and see what you find. It's a bit worrying what one might contract sticking your hand in this, but I'll give it a go. Colin the caterpillar. Veggie, I might add. That basically means they're vegetables, right? I, I like to think of it as one of my five a day. Um, now, Charlotte, where do we stand on um, the issue of secretly stashing Colin the caterpillar sweets into your gob while um, feeding your children carrot sticks? Being a mum is really tiring and you need sugar to get through that. I tend to totally neglect myself and sweets for me are, yeah, a, a key food group. Where do you stand? Um, so, yes, I have definitely been known to be standing, um, stuffing my face at the kitchen cupboard um, while my children sort of pick at the river cottage um, children's cookbook. Uh, oh, what was there made the other night? Courgette, uh, oh god, I, I actually must get that out of the recipe book. Hold Jess on. is going to go and have a look on her bookshelf. Hang on a minute. This is just so what, she can really it? impress to the max. Oh, oh, this River Cottage book this I River just Cottage had book, here. I've cooked from, for, for one week, 
So yeah, so the other night I um, spent ages slaving over the River Cottage Kids cookbook, which I, um, you know, went and ordered from Amazon when I was having a moment of, you know, maternal guilt, um, and made them this courgette polpetti. Oh, I thought they'd love it. Thought they'd love it, Charlotte. And did they love it? No. My youngest took one look at it and burst into tears, and then my eldest said to me that she was going to sue me for all that I'm worth. <laughs> oh, God. This actually happened. <laughs> this actually happened, Charlotte. Yes, where does she hear that? <laughs> I don't know. Neither of us are lawyers. She's. I've obviously not been paying close enough attention to what she watches on TV. <laughs> She's really into the good wife. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what you should do with that that moment that happened is what everybody else does. You take that and you you can use it as reference to tell the children in the future what you did. I cooked, you have to say how many times or when. I used to cook from the River Cottage book for you. I made you courgette polpetti, for goodness sake. You can say to people in the playground, oh no, have you got the River Cottage book? Brilliant recipes. So anyway, getting back to Colin the Caterpillars. Um, yes, I mean, personally, uh, definitely one of my major food groups. And since I went sort of semi-veggie, delighted that they come in a vegetarian option. When you say semi-veggie, would you clarify? So I, I, I'll still eat chickens and fish, so I don't think I can really call myself a vegetarian, but just no red meat, no hooves. That's my rule. I like that. Um, why? What made you do that? I got really squeamish about, I think I'd always been slightly veggie, but I got very, very squeamish about it after I had my second, and we went to visit a little farm, and I saw these little piglets and I just thought, no, can't do it anymore. Can't eat it anymore. But you saw the chickens and thought, I'm coming for I'm you. I'm coming for you and your lovely little legs. Love them. Yeah, no, the chickens, I, I, don't, know, I don't know if they don't have the kind of sweet little faces that, um, you know. They're a bit shifty, don't they, they, chickens? They do. I'm, you know, fair game as far as I'm concerned. And fish. No. No. Never going to make a pet out of uh, a fish, really. People do, though, Jess. They're and called the... goldfish. <laughs> Oh yeah. But then as a parent, you you are able to do that. You're a grown-up and grown-ups are gods. Apparently, Chris Martin, he of Coldplay fame, um, does the 6-1. Oh, is this uh, the, the Gwyneth backlash? No, is it well, six bad days, one good day? I think so. He says it makes him sing better. Oh. And I find that too. What, in go when gorging, I fast, yeah, yeah I sing fast. better. I am I'm a fan. I was just interested to have the 6-1 because I was thinking, well, what do I do then? I do... The six and a half, half. Oh, yeah. tell me more. Well, what that means is about half a day a week, in total, I'm not eating. <laughs> That's probably like in between all the mealtimes and all the snacks. If you add all that up, I'm not eating then. So I'm doing the six and a half, half diet. I like it. Yeah. Quite a lot of maths involved with that though, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but it's worth it because I don't have to diet. <laughs> Ideal. But it sounds good. Six and a half, it half. Does. I put it to you, Jess. Try it. You'll be happy and fat. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy. Collins. Mm. No. So you know, we slightly deviated from the initial stimulus, but I, I totally get where you're coming from. That we are hypocrites. <laughs> I don't have a healthy relationship with food. My child found me earlier. Um, scraping the last i say the last like the last quarter of the nutella jar out with a spoon and eating it i mean come on people listening we've all eaten nutella with a spoon we've all done it yes you have haven't you absolutely so i was eating nutella with a spoon 
and my child said to me, Mummy, what are you doing? And I said, I'm clearing up. Because I was. I was clearing up the Nutella from the jar <laughs> so that I could recycle it. <laughs> um, and and that makes me feel bad because if she did that... Oh, you'd be telling her off. Well, I'd have a gut for garters, yes. wouldn't I? And so, yeah, I'm a hypocrite. But the way I see it, it's our turn to be hypocrites. Our parents were able to be hypocrites with us. And you go, it's not fair. Well, life isn't fair. Well, yes. And do you find yourself saying those phrases? It's like um, sixth formers at um, boarding schools who say, well, I was fagged when I was a third former. <laughs> oh, well, that's fine then. Carry on. Get a fag immediately. Have two. Have one on me. <laughs> yeah. I suffered, so you must. So you must as well. Exactly. Maybe it's, no, you can't sort of say, well, it's because mummy cares about you. And I go, but don't you care about yourself? And he goes, not really. <laughs> I don't love myself enough. No, maybe past caring. <laughs> Which <laughs> no, is very no sad. No hope, past hope. Yeah. And let's also be honest, by the time the kids are in bed, do you really want to start cooking some wonderful healthy meal from scratch? Or do you just want to grab yourself a bowl of Special K? Which is what I usually do, to be honest. Do you ever eat with the kids? I do. I try to at the weekends. We try and do it, but I mean, if I I don't want to eat, I don't want to eat my dinner at five o'clock in the afternoon. Yes, I know what it is. You don't want courgette polpetti. I don't want courgette polpetti. You I are a hypocrite. That. Did it I make? Did when they left the room? Did you cry too? I did. I, I don't like sue it. Myself. I sue myself for all I'm worth. This is rank. And after that, I'm coming for you, Hugh Bunny Whitting yeah. Stall. Shall we take that as an excellent sign that we should have another rummage in the bag? Charlotte, over to you for the second, the second item. Second item, here it comes, the handbag. <sighs> oh look, slightly different. We're gonna put the Collins oh. down. We're gonna throw those away later. Yeah. Um, I have found a magazine, Glamour magazine to be precise, only two pounds. Um, it, it's weird, isn't it? So there were two things that happened to me that I wasn't prepared for. I mean, I mean, there were more than two. But having kids that I wasn't prepared for, I knew the pain thing, I knew the healing stuff, I knew the body total destruction and the total change of lifestyle, pressure on relationships, overwhelming joy and love. Obviously. All these things. But I wasn't... I wasn't aware that I was going to have this thing where after I had kids, I no longer knew what magazine I should buy. Now, I know that sounds really silly, but I had a moment and I went to, I was like, oh, the baby's asleep. I'm going to go to WH Smith's. I'm going to go, I'm, I'm going to go to a coffee house and I'm going to take a magazine with me. I'm going to read one. And I bought, I believe it might have been something along the lines of Glamour or Grazia. And I went and sat with my massive coffee because they're always massive because you need a lot of caffeine when you've got kids. And I started flicking through it and I thought, this is irrelevant to me and my life. I'm covered in so many different gross substances. <laughs> I am wearing clothes that are comfortable rather than clothes that look fabulous. I have no money because I am on maternity money. <laughs> I am not fabulous anymore. And all of these articles, hot career trends, pop music, I, I they're irrelevant and it really made me sad and I thought will they ever ever be relevant to me again and I remember feeling it was one of those I know it's really silly because you have huge life event changes when you know when you have children but the magazine thing and suddenly it was that realization that I went oh that last bit of my life isn't 
this bit of my life, that's not happening anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Completely. Did you find this? Yeah, you do. You moved suddenly. You found that you've moved into the um, other section of the aisle in WH Smith, haven't you? Yeah. You know, something a little bit more grown up, perhaps. You know, I think there are a few more kind of. You, you suddenly feel that you should be maybe reaching for Vogue or Harper's Bazaar or Red Red Magazine. That's really the one on, isn't I have it? To say, I did buy Red, yeah. and I really enjoyed I know, it. But that's the thing. That's because we're target target audience now, dear. Yeah, but that was it was still terrifying to realise that oh, there's been a change. It's like a gear I'm shift. A red a clunk. Yep, I'm now a red reader. What's quite nice is when you come back out of the gloom, you maybe can put down Baby Surrey and go, I'm going to see what jeans are like. And you get back into it. And actually, glamour's very good for that. I worry about what we're going to teach our children. That's one thing when I do read these magazines and I do see these very slim people. I left this magazine, this is my magazine, I left it lying around at home and my eldest daughter picked it up and went, Mummy, why is she showing me her boobs? Because there's a picture on the front of Ellie Goulding with a with the trend of kind of to the navel cut, which I realise my wedding dress is a little like, which is slightly embarrassing to look it back on. It was beautiful, beautiful wedding dress. Yes, you're very sweet. Yeah. But she, um, she was like, why is she? And I thought, yeah. So I've just made her see that women on the front cover of a magazine should show their boobs. On, but interestingly, on the front cover of a woman's magazine. Why? Why? That's what I want to know. I'm actually interested in that too, because I don't know. <laughs> mm, why? Why does a woman need to get her boobs out on the cover of a woman's magazine to sell more copies? It's not going to make me want to pick it up. No, you're right, actually, and she's doing something very provocative here. Very provocative, thing. yeah. No, that's a really interesting point. Don't really think about that very much. Yeah, why is someone trying to be so smouldering and sexy? Exactly. Um, so it's interesting that they've chosen to um, pose her like that. Don't get it myself. But um, the whole fashion industry, I think the whole body image thing is, is very scary, but I think that um, fashion can make women feel fantastic about themselves. So I do think it's all about how you perceive it and how you present it. No, I think you're right. Sense. You are able to put on a nice outfit. And sometimes, I mean, I've always slapped on makeup, even when I feel... Every day, same here. Even when I feel dreadful, because yes, it's a mask. And yes, you shouldn't have to. And actually, my kids go, Mummy, why do you have to do that? They ask, well, why do you have to? We well, don't have to. But then if I feel desperately tired and I look in the mirror, I go, I don't look as tired as I feel good I can carry on the act <laughs> and Absolutely. it's it's almost a little bit like I used to work with this fabulous woman who had um, an array of meeting shoes under her desk she'd come in in something you know lovely but not terrifying and then if she according to whoever she was meeting she'd put on the spikiest studded meanest shiny like looking. yeah meanest dominatrix looking shoes you've ever seen in your life because she's like that sends them a message from the outset <laughs> that i mean business and i mean it's very you could say it's a very female way to react to something i shall deal with this with fashion <laughs> but it helps it helps with your armor it's your it's the, people have said that you isn't it seven seconds or is it five seconds that it takes for you to make an impression on somebody and let's remember that men do this exact same thing you know what man doesn't like a well-cut suit and you know wants to have a you know a good pair of shoes and whatever we all do it um i was always a little bit um scared of fashion i suppose that i kind of had my style and I would sort of stick to that. I wasn't, I didn't ever really sort of experiment with anything and I felt a little bit too frightened to kind of try anything new. Um, and then actually when I kind of got the opportunity to go and work in the fashion industry, 
suddenly it kind of opened up this whole new world for me and suddenly it made me see that it was relevant to me um, it was something that I could get involved with it was something that was actually really fun and didn't have to be um, exclusive so I do feel that fashion can be a real force for good style and making you feel positive um, and confident in yourself it's that's got to be a good thing I agree. I mean, I try really hard every single day to look okay so that I feel all right. When we had the kids, there wasn't one day where I didn't get dressed Absolutely. or put makeup on. There wasn't one day because actually for my mental status, and this is less about fashion, this is more about caring for yourself, I suppose. Or I felt like if I was projecting an image of someone that was coping, it would help me cope. <laughs> and... I completely agree. Everyone said to me before I had my two, if you don't get dressed, if uh, you're still in your pyjamas when Will gets home from work, that's fine. That's fine. It never happened. That would have been, for me, the most depressing thing. If I hadn't been able to have a shower, get dressed, that's what made me feel good, like I was functioning. So, yeah, I completely agree. That's exactly the same for me. I know we touched earlier with the magazine before and after, and it's I'm being silly about which magazine to buy, but there is a great big feeling that you're not you anymore. And if you were never a person that slobbed around in your pyjamas all day, why are then you why... going to be one now? Yeah, I think it's good to know that you can carry on caring about things, doing things, seeing people. And actually, babies are the most portable when they're tiny, aren't they? they... Absolutely. I think, yes, if you have had to go home from hospital with a two-year-old, you would be terrified. I think, actually, Mother Nature is rather kind of giving you just a a mewling occasionally little newborn who sleeps most of the time and can still be taken to the pub for the first couple of months i think it's time for another rummage in the bag oh i wasn't expecting that uh, a holiday brochure oh well would you look at that this is what something. a seamless link oh, well there we are it's almost like it was planned but it wasn't i love it um i am trying to think about where to go on holiday this year like everybody else in january because the world makes you panic <gasps> God, it's January time to, you know, especially this year, first year of school, school holidays are a thing and everything is more expensive, which I do think should actually be illegal. If they're going to charge people, if they take their children out of school in term time, then they should step in at some point and stop travel companies absolutely ripping people off. I, I think it's really outrageous. Yeah, I completely agree. Completely agree. I mean, you literally see the difference in the prices from June to July and then up to August. I mean, it could be sort of a thousand pounds difference in price and then it drops right off again when you get to the second week of September. It's completely outrageous. It's not fair. And, you know, we all need some sunshine and some rosé, for God's sake. You we know, do. we really do. So stop penalising us for it. It means that we'll come back, be better parents, raising a better future generation so what can we do about this I, I want to get old jamie oliver on the system yeah jamie would be good actually come on get off the you know your, your sugar your sugar quest jamie and sort out summer holidays it's really weird how now it's kind of perfectly acceptable for people to totally flip reverse oh nigella case in point can i just say i mean she was the, the queen of eating a blancmange out of the fridge in your sexy negligee and uh, now even she's all about avocado on toast I know. I I think PR people are amazing. I think they're so good at being able to spin something. Well, can I also just say that Nigella's uh, new book, she's holding a bowl with no food in it on the cover. I mean, that's how minimalist she has become. Gone, gone is the ham cooked in Coke. Now, 
It's a bowl with no food in it on the cover What's, of her cookbook. What is that saying as a concept? When they sat round a table and went, guys, I've got it. Simply Nigella. Sim simple is no food. I love it. So we can soon have renovations, of, you know, house renovations, but just a picture of an empty field. Yeah. No house. Mm. Kevin oh, McLeod would love it. He'd love it. Oh my God, I love what you've done with the space. It's so spacious and light. Spacious. Really natural. So natural and organic. Yeah, really instinctive. I um, and you could have you could have fashion magazines with people standing on there in no clothes. Oh, that's right, they already are. And yeah, what, it's really weird. Nigella, I don't want her to change. I want her to be the reason that my daughter comes and says to me, "Mummy, why is that a lady allowed to eat in bed and I'm not?" Well, darling, because she's on television. But actually, I love Nigella for a, another phenomenal reason, and that is that my youngest daughter had had an ulcer on her mouth and this isn't funny because it's very horrible having an ulcer she can't say ulcer she calls it an Elsa. that's the first thing so she had an ulcer on her mouth and in the middle of the night she was crying and crying and crying and i went into her what's her shit my ulcer's hurting and I'm like, okay what do we need what do you want i need nigella and i was like what is she talking about why do, i mean we all need nigella we do we do but what is she talking about and she actually meant bongella Oh, bless her. So now in our household, Nigella is on call for all Elsa's. Just kind of segueing into something else. I, you know, for the last few years, kept a running list of the um, hilarious things that my daughter comes out with. Um, and I've actually just started a new list of things that I find myself saying during the day to my children. So um, one of the things I found myself saying this week was, don't stick bread in your eyes. <laughs> Um, stop drawing on the TV. That might have been to my husband. Um, don't put Sif on the sofa. And no, we don't bite the puppy. <laughs> this is a choice selection of things that I've said to my children this past week. I, the other day we were at a cafe and my youngest started foot. She just was licking. There was a, a big um, sheet of glass and she was walking up and down with her tongue out making lick lines she was calling look I'm doing lick lines why do kids see a sheet of glass and want to lick it I cleaned it up with I didn't have any water I cleaned it up with a napkin I used black coffee because it's the liquid I had left and a napkin and rubbed it we both looked like we'd been let out of somewhere <laughs> <laughs> I think we're probably identified on CCTV and potentially not allowed back yeah, in black the establishment <laughs> blacklisted I like the fact what were you telling me the other day about about your little boy and how he communicates physically with you. Oh, what with the hair pulling and the neck grabbing? Oh yes, I've been violently assaulted by my not yet two year old. Um, well, more times than I care to uh, remember, to be honest. And um, oh yes, I was in the post office queue the other day and he obviously decided he didn't want to be in the post office queue any longer. So he grabbed my hair and headbutted me repeatedly in the queue and obviously meanwhile I had all the kind of lovely old ladies um, around me judging, tutting, forgetting completely that their sons headbutted them when, when they were small. Well at least I, I think they did unless I seem to have produced the only child no, you that headbutts his own mother. I think time is a great healer for so many things and I think it heals painful memories of... Which is why people have more children. Yeah. Mm, let's be honest. It's it's true, isn't it? It's nature, you forget the pain. Can you describe the pain of childbirth? No. No. It's funny, he said it to my mum, goes, yep, I can explain everything. Sit down, you have a listen. <laughs> she tells me. 
I'm like, you're slightly almost angry with me. I didn't mean to hurt you. <laughs> so that concludes this week's ramble. Um, please tune in again next week where we'll be talking about more important and also not important things, won't we, Jess? Absolutely. It is goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. Yeah, you can. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work.